Welcome to the Zen Superman podcast. In the episode today, we are going to be talking about getting your message across. What to do when it seems like people are not listening. Your kids are not listening. Your partner, husband are not listening to what you're saying. And even if you start raising your voice, maybe then somebody starts paying attention, but it's not effective and you're tired of yelling and you're tired of not feeling heard not being understood, not being respected, and rather than keep blaming them, which feels justified, but it doesn't help you anywhere, (laughs) what is it that you can be doing to get more effective, to become more effective in your communication? Ready to have a look at that? Let's dive in. Hi, I'm Elena Gomez-Rodriguez, and I'm a mental fitness coach for busy moms. And this is the first podcast to help you increase your stress resistance so that you can become a Zen supermom and simply do it all while staying calm and happy. Welcome to the Zen Supermom podcast. Hi, supermom. I'm Elena, your mommy tantrum specialist and the founder of Zen Supermom which is a company now, yay! It's no longer a one-woman show, where we help loving but stressed out moms stop yelling at your kids so that you can set healthy boundaries with calm and your kids can grow up feeling loved unconditionally by their most amazing mom in the world. And in this podcast, I'm sharing insights answering questions and connecting the dots from what I see happening with women who are coming in interested in working with us and also with our clients who are already inside the program because while all of our stories are so unique and so is yours there are lots of commonalities and if you're here making time throughout your super busy super schedule it would tell me that you're probably a mom who's also struggling with getting everything done in time without burning out. And that one of the challenges that you have is that nobody seems to listen. Nobody seems to care. You're the one who has everything on your shoulders and not only nobody else is helping much, but they're also making it more difficult for you by not listening. You're trying to tell them like, do this now. Now is the time. Otherwise we are going to be late or like stop being so difficult or don't do this. Otherwise you will get hurt or please help me, my husband, partner, because it's too much and nobody seems to listen. And I saw the quote somewhere and it was so fantastic, but it's, there's like a little, ping in it it's going to hurt a little bit I don't know if I will if I will remember it correctly it went something like well if you need to repeat something a thousand times and the child is still not listening it's not the child who's the slow learner yeah And this is what we are going to be talking about a little bit today, because while the content of what you want to share, like you want to tell them this needs to happen and this is the timeline within 
it needs to happen and it feels completely justified like that's the truth that's normal it should feel like a reasonable expectation which i'm sure it is you're not making it up you have the best intentions of your children and your family in mind like you're not just doing it out of your own fun that you want to be doing 1000 things like there is a reason why things are happening and why you are in control in charge of them and why you need them to cooperate that's the content piece however what's kicking you in the butt is the part that you're completely missing out on and that's what kills your message like that what kills absolutely the communication and you get nowhere you cannot get through and you don't feel heard so what is it let's unpack okay and like with everything we do inside the zen supermom system it has two parts the first one always going to the roots of it this is not just like effective communication podcast episodes which i used to <laughs> teach actually in my previous life back in the old days when i was not a mom i used to give trainings like this was part of my corporate job and then part of my first business i was doing i was a professional trainer in giving effective communication classes but now looking at it even i just remember i didn't even know i was going to talk about it now but i realized it even even that didn't go deep enough because the first step that always needs to happen is looking within you first not because i want to blame you not because i want to say it's everything is your fault and you're so messed up and you're so broken like here take my hand child because you need to be fixed no but why we always need to start with ourselves is because in any relationship dynamics in any communication there are always two parts at least right and you always play at least 50 percent <laughs> of the role 50 percent of the responsibilities on you at least okay that's why you need to start with yourself and where we always start with the zen supermom system is looking in your past what is it triggering in you so think about the last time you felt not heard that you need to repeat you needed to repeat something like 10 20 times you were calm like i know you're doing your best to stay calm i know you hate yelling so you were trying to be like mm, okay let me ask again please and maybe you're like raising your voice becoming more like <laughs> and then the fifth tenth time maybe you can keep it like for a few days even without yelling but then even like little things have a little thing happens and that's the last drop and then you yell out disproportionate to the request because there's been all that build up from the previous days or previous times when you felt not heard that's why we need to go and look underneath and start with you and your past first when is the first time you felt not heard not respected not being able to even voice your opinion or what was going on with you without feeling the fear of being punished without worrying of being judged without feeling back that like no not wanted and chances are it will go all the way back to your childhood when your parents were telling you stop crying stop making a scene just behave do as you're told now 
da 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 uh, reminds you of something yeah history repeats yeah that's what i would be doing inside is generational trauma healing because it's exactly the same what your parents did to you they didn't listen to you they were not interested in your opinion why you want to wear a skirt today even though it's freezing outside like they didn't care <laughs> they knew better they had better intentions for you no matter that you were a three-year-old who had just like this cute little thing i don't even know why i'm coming up with this example is there somebody listening now who had this case <laughs> i just made it up but stories like this are so similar usually when you feel triggered because people are not listening. Why you cannot access more effective ways of handling that situation is because you're still stuck in that old pain. Because you remember very well how it feels not to be listened to. And that's what jumps up sooner or later. For some moms, it takes a couple of days even huh, before they finally evacuate <laughs> and like do emotional pain vomit onto somebody else. For some moms, for me, it I... I used to yell several times a day, especially when I felt not, not seen, like not, I, can you not see this, please? I told you so many times, like you still don't get it. What's wrong with you? Like, so first step, realize where it's coming from, work on your pain, clean it up so that you don't have any of these insecurities in you so that you stop feeling not good enough so that you feel like you can freely openly whenever it's needed voice your point of view and feel heard and seen okay i know easier said than done i know i know but this is not a like trauma healing podcast episode because we have other places to go to this is just the beginning <laughs> because the second part then is and let's get back to the situation you're trying to tell your child to do something. They are not listening. So, okay, first step, you are not going to yell because you will not take it personally. So then the second step is, if they are not listening, is you check again yourself. What is my energy with which I'm voicing my message? Because even though maybe, okay, I don't want to yell, so I try to say it like calmly, but that's still not what's coming through to my child. And I can give you a specific example. I had a mom, we had session, what, earlier this week? And she started complaining about her son not listening. And she labeled him as... Like, yeah, and she was especially, particularly, like, so difficult and extra naughty. Yeah, I think that's the words she used. Extra naughty. And I noted those words and I said, well, that's interesting. Why do you think that was the case? And she said... Yeah, well, and because she, he was doing this and that, and uh, we were already running late, so I was telling him to speed up, and the more I was telling him, the more he was like, he was slower, and he was making it more difficult. I'm like, yeah, that's classic, right? In these situations, the more you keep pushing, the more you keep repeating your request, the more they will be pushing back. And actually, I helped her see, like, this is the good sign this is still the better case scenario. Not the ideal one, not what you wanted. But when we look, have a look from a bigger perspective, this is still a better case scenario. 
he is pushing back. That's a sign of his personality, his soul still being more or less intact. He's still fighting to be seen and understood himself. The moment the kids turn into good girl, good boy, like most likely you had to, in order not to keep making your parents upset, that's when it becomes even more difficult. Because that's the point, if they are already a good girl and good boy walking on eggshells around you, not to make you upset, that's when it has already gone so far that you have successfully given them your generational trauma. You were forced once upon a time to be a good girl and congratulations. Now you raised your little mini you and you raised good boy, good girl. And 30 years later, they will be sitting in a similar place with somebody who will have to help them to undo that damage, right? So if that already happens, not judging, not pointing figures, you can still help your kids, even if they are a little bigger, <laughs> okay? If they are in the teenage years, it's going to be more difficult. It's still possible, but get ready. It's going to be some work. But going back to that case, to that scenario, when the boy was pushing against the mom and having a tantrum and he was being difficult, this is actually a good sign. You still have a window to work in and to start repairing the relationship without your child being damaged, impacted. That's a better word, not damaged, but impacted in a more serious way. Okay, So if they are pushing back, good. <laughs> But you have a work to do. And that's where I'm coming to my second point, second step. Check with what energy still you're showing up. You might be not yelling. There might not be the trauma. But there are still voices in your head that are pushing you. There might be still your hyperachiever who wants to get more things squeezed in your day. There might be still the controller in you, the voice, who feels like... Oh my goodness, <laughs> like we are going to be late and we are. other people are not going to judge us. This is your judge, you know, critic. Other people are going to be mad and they will judge me for being a bad mom, for not being on time with you. There might be the perfectionist voice talking in your head who would love to have and show off a perfect child, like Instagram perfect picture, right? So notice who else is talking in your head. Because even when the trauma is gone, there are still voices that you've been living with for decades and that you took for granted that this is the truth, this is the reality, and that they are good, they're helping you. Very often you built your entire identity around these voices. Being proud of who you are. Like, yeah, I am a perfectionist and it's awesome because it's giving me these qualities. Yes, I am a hyperachiever, like I used to be. I still have that voice inside of me. I'm like so proud of how far I've gone from the little girl back in the village in the Czechoslovakia growing up. Like blah, 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 blah. <laughs> we built our identity around these voices, right? So it feels destabilizing a little bit. Like who am I underneath all of this noise in my head? And what is the right way to handle situations like this when kids are not listening to me? So are you telling me I should just smile when they don't do what I say and just do it myself? No, that's not what I'm saying. But once you take responsibility for cleaning up 
the piece that's disturbing you on the inside once that calms down and sometimes i imagine it like the wave on the in the ocean like the more wind there is like there's the the sea is disturbed on the surface so what those first two steps are doing actually they are helping you calm that down and go deeper go underneath because what is underneath the surface always like deep down in that sea it's calm the water is calm and only once you can practice enough and go there often enough to know how that feels that calm even underneath all of this then only then you will be able to see what's going on with your kids why is it that they're not listening and this is the key going back to my first quote like yeah if you have to say something hundred times and they're still not listening unless you yell it's not the kid who's the slow learner this is the point from which you can get curious and you can realize okay what is it that's not working here <laughs> i'm trying to tell my child something and obviously they are not hearing me so where is the challenge okay that's only this is the point from which you can go judgment free and you can start getting curious in the earlier case of my client who i mentioned that her son was especially not cooperative especially when they were running late this was the reason he was taking on the stress of his mom and he was fighting against it he was basically telling her i refuse to be as stressed out as you are which is a good thing not for the stressed out mom like she still needs to get out of the house but then I get often the question like okay so what do i do in that situation and well in that situation when you're already in the middle of it and you're already late and the child is already feeling stressed out by you then it's like kind of too late to do anything else than catch it take a deep breath in and make your choices what's most important for you to push the child and literally drag him by the hands out of the door so that you can recover some of that delay and not be that late or is it is the relationship and the mental health of your child more important to you and your own mental health because what is the consequence if you drag them out of like by hand out of the door how are you feeling a couple of hours later are you still thinking about it do you still feel upset even when you arrive in your destination okay you get to work or wherever you had to go you're still upset for at least half a day aren't you so can you imagine how your child feels? Yeah, they can get distracted, they go to school, they start playing. But can you imagine what an imprint that left on them? Can you remember some of the times that it happened to you in your childhood that your parents did something like that to you? You still remember it 30 years later? That's the impact. So pick your battles. What is most important? To be on time or to keep a peace of mind for you and for your child okay and i'm not saying it's okay to be late every day and stress out everybody else but that's the work that then you will need to do in advance right if i continue with this example of stressful morning routines what is it that you can do about your morning routine so that you build in time 
and I think I made a specific podcast episode on it. We can we can link it uh, below about the morning routines, right? How is it that you can build up time? How is it that you can help your child be self-motivated? Like, hey, this is what needs to get done every day, right? Non-negotiable. You need to eat breakfast, drink your cup of whatever, brush your teeth and get dressed. Mm -hmm. Or brush your hair if you have any. <laughs> Four things. Agree? Okay. Clear why that needs to happen. If they don't understand why they need to brush their teeth, show them books, show them cartoons, like how rotten teeth and how like how painful that is and how they don't want that. If you need to convince them to get their buy-in on any of these basics, do it. In advance, not in the heat of the moment. Okay, prepare. Okay, we agree on these four things. Now, what is the time that we normally need for them for, the, for doing these four things? And then I'm going to wake you up in advance, 10, 15 minutes, so that then after we all get all this done, you will have 10, 15 minutes left to play, to do your favorite activity by yourself or with me. Because when everything is done, I will have time to be with you for snuggles, reading books, dancing together, playing Legos, doing whatever you enjoy doing. We can do that because we will have the time. So, hey. Good morning, sunshine, rise and shine. Let's get this done so, we, so that we have time to play. Mm -hmm. Or time for cuddles. This is the way to empower them. First of all, you design it together with them, the routine. You show them why it's worth doing things on time because there's some incentive in the end. They have a buy-in, they have a reason now keep moving through the morning because there's something they look forward to okay and as a result all of you will be leaving the house in the morning feeling good feeling relaxed okay is it going to work 100% every day no especially if they had a bad night they didn't sleep there's something aching they are getting sick if you are stressed out because this day especially you will have some important meeting and you need to prepare and whatever is happening or you had a bad fight with your husband last night and you're still like grumpy, then most likely your kids will be grumpy too. They read your energy and they feed on it. It has an impact on them. It imprints on them without you even knowing. So does that make sense as an example of when they are not listening? When they are bigger, we talked about it also in other situations, there are natural consequences. Okay. If they are not listening, they are not doing the things you ask them to do. Well, then what are the natural consequences? Talk to them. Like, you don't put your plates back in the kitchen. Well, then there will be a dirty plate that will stay on your place at the table. So the next time you want to eat, well, <laughs> you need to deal with it. Okay? And if then still you don't do anything about it, then I cannot give you lunch, dinner the next time because I don't have any clean plates. You want to eat from the pot? Okay. <laughs> let's try have fun <laughs> all right natural consequences you don't put away your toys okay let's pack them for some charity for kids whose parents don't have money to buy them so many so many toys like if you don't arrange it back where it belongs that tells me you're done playing with it you're not interested in any more uh, in it anymore so let's bring it to the kids who will appreciate it enough to not only play with it but then put it away safely okay 
natural consequences. If there is no natural consequence, if there's nothing they care about, then there's something else going on usually. Then check who is writing those expectations in your head. Are they really the most important things that you want to fight for? Like they say, choose your battles. Is it really worth fighting about? Or is it something that you can let go and you can let your kids choose and decide? Typical example, the three years old, like they, they will want to pick their own clothes, right? Does it really matter that you force them to wear like this color or this outfit? Or can you let them choose by themselves? Maybe it will make the entire morning easier when they feel more in control, especially at this age. Well, at any age, really. All of us, what we want to feel is that we are in control of our lives, our decisions, at least a part of our schedule. We don't like being told what to do, what to wear, what to eat, when exactly somebody else's timeline, right? So the more freedom and independence you can give them usually the less fights and the more likely they will be to listen okay so there are things like there can be a myriad of things different challenges different reasons why your kids are not listening and forcing them to listen by yelling by stressing them out is if you keep doing that you'll completely miss the point the the underlying cause that you have the opportunity to address if only you would go underneath the surface of your stormy sea go deep within enough do your inner work clean up whatever is preventing you from seeing clearly what's going on with your child because this is not about you this is not about you not being heard this is not about you not being seen and respected but what is it that's going on with your child okay make sense one last caveat for the relationships because i often hear that also in terms of the partners and husbands and they are not listening and so then you get resentful and it feels like your husband partner becomes your eldest child and this is even more tricky you do not want that to keep snowballing because this is a sure way to break and, and separate, right? To break your marriage, break your relationship. So whenever you feel like you're not being heard by your partner and there's everything on you, because this is one of the most common causes, right? That's why you lose your patience. That's why you feel like nobody's listening because everything, all the weight is on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. So the recipe, again, I will wrap it up with this example. It's exactly the same. Clean up your own pain first. Where is it that you've been multitasking and you have been things, taking things on your own because that's what was done in your family with your parents? Like mom was always doing everything. Dad was never doing anything. Mom was nagging and yelling and dad kept avoiding and escaping. Was that maybe a similar pattern or was it the extreme opposite way around and you just said, I'm never going to be like my parents, <laughs> but it's kicking you in the butt as well. And then what are the voices in your head telling you? Are you freaking out of being judged if somebody comes for a visit and your house is not sparkling clean? So now you're stressing out everybody around to, uh, to clean up because you're afraid of being judged as a bad mom, as a bad wife. If the house is not super clean and your husband has different priorities for him, it doesn't matter. 
how to get him on board to start helping you more. It's the same as with your kids, natural consequences. My dear partner, if I keep feeling like you are my eldest child that just needs, has all the needs, but gives nothing back or not what I need, then there will be no physical intimacy in our relationship. Because how can I feel intimate with you after I've just felt 23 hours in a day that you're just a child to take care of? And I'm your mom, nagging mom. Like, I, how, how am I supposed to make this flip between being a nagging mom and then being romantic partner who wants to be physical with you? Like, <laughs> there's, that's not happening. <laughs> and if that's what we want to be, a couple, then I would really welcome your help so that we do feel like a team. I need a team member. I need a partner here. We made this family together. We want to keep raising this family together. We want to give a good example to our kids how a wife and a husband work. <laughs> and therefore, I would appreciate specifically tak tak tak. Okay. Not just like more help because like that's Mandarin Chinese for them. You spell it out. What is it that you would appreciate help with and give them full responsibility on it? Let the timeline be on them and let there be natural consequences if it doesn't get done as well. And give them the space to step up and do it perfectly imperfect. A lot of praise. A lot of gratitude for what is happening. Not just nagging about what is not happening or not fast enough. Okay? Because this is not about treating them as kids. Like that you need to tell them like, Oh my goodness, you're so amazing. You washed the dishes today. First time in the week. Like, no. <laughs> but feel what it feels like for you when somebody keeps nagging and criticizing you it doesn't feel good right you want to be seen for the contributions you're doing and you're doing so much and yes they don't see all of it that feels crappy right so once your husband does something like they want to be seen and appreciated for it as well right make sense that's why you want to recognize it that's why you want to show <laughs> you see it and you're grateful okay this is just like a first step and Caveat, of course, always. I'm not a parenting expert. I'm not a marriage counselor or couple therapist. But this is something that I see always missing when people come to me and they women tell me like, hey, my, it's okay. I'm not yelling anymore at my kids, but it's my husband who's the problem. And when we go and dig, the couple's therapist, they don't address this, <laughs> this challenge. And then there's more, of course. But I hope... This help you see maybe why is it that even though you keep talking, keep asking, people are not listening. So do those two steps. Clean up your own old pain. Clean up the blah blah in your head so that you can go deep inside, inner peace. And from that place, when you are calm and undisturbed by your blah blah, you will be able to get better in tune with what is going on with them. And then use all of these like little communication hacks that I just shared with you on how to get them on board 
and be a team, you as a family. Not this burned out mom who does everything for everybody and then feels resentful and explodes and makes everybody feel like, ugh. Okay? I know you can do this. That's why you're here. That's why you listened all the way till the end. So I appreciate you. I know that sometimes it feels like I'm dumping everything on you. Like, oh my goodness, so much work. Like, does it mean my husband doesn't have to do any work on his side and cleaning his trauma and my kids and everything? Like, why is it me always doing all the hard work? I know, you're courageous trauma cycle breaker. And you're pre you deserve a lot of appreciation for it. So give yourself the pat on the back. And I promise it will be worth it. It will help not only them, but most of all, let's be selfish. It will help you feel better about yourself, being a mom, being a wife, having a family. You will start enjoying your life more once you start cleaning up these seemingly little things that they drain your energy so much, right? That's why it's worth doing this work. So I hope this was helpful. I cannot wait hearing from you, your insights. And I wish you a great week, Supermom. Bye.